Hello and welcome to episode 118 of the Rollo and Slappy Show. Today is November 12th, 2018. I am Rollo McFlugel and with me is Slappy Jones 2 and we are both of McFlugel.com. The show notes page for this episode is McFlugel.com slash 118 where you'll be able to find some links to if we have anything to post there. I don't even know if we'll have any links for this episode. Uh, and as well as ways to subscribe to the podcast on the catchers and... Uh, also, check out LibertyMugs.com, where we've kind of got a big announcement. Oh, well, we'll call it a big announcement for that. Uh, not quite ready uh, right now to say what it is, but uh, be on the lookout. Sure sure you'll hear about it. Uh, so with that, I'm going to hand it over to Slappy, and he's going to introduce our episode topic. Thank you, Rallo. Thanks, everyone, for listening to us today, tonight, whenever you're listening. Uh, Rallo and I were going back and forth trying to figure out a good thing to talk about this week. Um, and so we I, go, I mean, I brought up tractors and you didn't want to do it. No, I didn't. Um, I shot that down pretty quick because tractors, uh, you know, like kind of like a sickle is a symbol for communism. Right. So anyway. We go to Twitter to find our inspiration, and Rallo found a tweet, sent it over to me. I thought it would be good to talk about. Um, it's a question that comes up a lot uh, when you're talking about how things could work in a free society, and so uh, it, we thought it would be a good idea to, to discuss it. So I'll read the tweet, and uh, we're gonna. there's no reason to bring up the name. Uh, it's not about the person. It's about the tweet, and we think it's a good tweet and a good, uh, good, good uh, discussion. So here it is. Quote, what happens if a single company wins all road and public infrastructure, construction and maintenance contracts in a city and changes the toll usage and they decide to selectively allow protest permits on their roads slash parks slash squares? End quote. Rallo, what do we do? Free society. One company wins all the road uh, and public infrastructure construction contracts. Doesn't that make them essentially a government? Yeah, it depends. And this is kind of where you have to take a step back before you even answer the question and ask another question and say, well, what do you what do you quite mean? Uh, because there was someone else commenting on it and they said letting letting the market decide is almost always the right answer, but there are exceptions. So I think what is going on right now now with what this original person was saying was this was still within the framework of having a state uh, or maybe I don't know I, I don't know uh, you could you could actually uh, I guess I guess you could approach it either way with how I asked it um, but it's ambi it's ambiguous enough that you got to answer it uh, or ask what he means or answer it in two ways so right well let just Backing up a little bit, um, the comment kind of came up because uh, he was replying to someone who said telecoms previously had anti-censorship anti common carrier laws. We need new ones for the internet. And then that kind of the guy says, well, now I have to rethink things. What happens if one company gets all the infrastructure? Oh, I never even read back to the original. Yeah. Well, that wasn't even the original. It's a long discussion yeah. here. But um. Yeah, you know, if we want to keep going back, 
Uh, someone wrote, for the millionth time, free speech has absolutely nothing to do with someone being obligated to host your website on their property. And uh, someone writes, you know, that's naive libertarian thinking, and they have this discussion and comes up to what happens if someone has all the infrastructure. Yeah, so let's just take because let's we we can we can talk yeah. about ISPs and free speech, but that takes us on a different path. Yeah, um, and this guy's you know you, you, the land is a scarce resource, mm-hmm. right? Um, you, there can only be one road in one spot. There can't be multiple roads in one spot. Right. So my first reaction to this is that the problem here with a single company winning all the contracts and uh, they start charging too high of a fee or or whatever, don't don't allow certain uh, people to protest in certain areas, is that that's not an issue with the free market or libertarianism. It's more an issue with crony capitalism, assuming that the local government was awarding all of these contracts. And that's where a lot of people, I think, get confused with what privatization means. When, when, when a lot of people think we're going to completely privatize something, they think that the government is just going to uh, pass that work along to a private company and they're going to work, do it on their behalf. Um, but that's, that's not what privatization is. Um, because you're still having someone doing some central planning, and in this case, it will be crony capitalism because they're obviously going to uh, – we can't trust the government who does not have uh, prices and profit motivation to be selecting uh, these contractors to do work uh, based on much other than what's going to help them as individuals out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not an issue with the free market because we're not talking about a free market because you're still uh, you're still having taxes and everything. Um, the people aren't actually deciding. It, a big one, a, a good example to talk about this with privatization that people get confused with is uh, prisons because there are a lot of uh, for-profit prisons out there and people like to say that we have a private prison system when in reality we don't because right. it's the government's still right the government's uh, still feeding that thing um, so you can't you can't say it's private when there's a massive uh, single central planner overseeing everything I mean that's clearly not a private uh, arrangement. And the same thing happens here. I mean, if we had a, a private prison system, would not be the government uh, paying private companies to have prisons. A private prison system would be there's no government. And uh, I mean, we talk about it all the time with that Bob Murphy video of prisons mm-hmm. in a free society uh, is a good example of what we might might see in a uh, privatized world. Um, and it works out. I mean, we we certainly believe it's going to work out a lot better for everyone. Right. Um, but that's not, I guess that's not really what, uh, what they were saying here. Or maybe, I, I again, I don't even know, but there's, that yeah, was the one. Maybe it was, but I said we take it in a different direction anyway. Yeah. Because what happens if we do have a fully private society and 
it just so happens that one company just has all of these contracts somehow. I mean, it doesn't even matter how it happens necessarily. Yeah. But one, one, or just say that a private, a, a, a private company, uh, ends up just owning all the property in the city. Let's just make it that simple because we can, we can imagine that being legitimate. I mean, you own a big piece of land and you, and you build up on it and everything. And, uh, it's just like, kind of like Disney world and we know who the owners are there and, uh, they can do what they want there. Um, so actually Disney world's kind of a, a really good example because, uh, they have a, a profit motive to have customers there, to have people there. Uh, and they have certain rules, certain strict rules. And, uh, but people are still uh, paying a lot of money to get into those gates every day. Right. And if they stopped paying that money, well, yeah, then it would. might make more sense for Disney Corp or whoever owns it to sell it. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about this, this example of a company winning all the road and infrastructure projects and maintenance contracts and be able to charge tolls and give out protesting permits. Uh, you know, well, would there, well, let's, let me ask you this. Would there be protest permits in a free society like that? I mean, we got free speech, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure there would be, right? Uh, if someone wants to come on my property and protest, they're going to have to do it with my permission. Right. So uh, whether that's the form, I mean, a permit, I guess that's permission, uh, you know, so sure. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, what happens if you're, if we're in this private city and they're being like kind of unfair, you know, quote unquote unfair to certain groups that they're not uh, giving them the opportunity to speak out for their for their causes, I mean, what happens? Do they get just um, these voices never get heard? What? Uh, um, well, so I guess we we'd have to. Um, I mean, what are we even talking about protesting, right? So, like, if someone wanted to protest something on my property, and I say no, then they can't protest on my property. Um. You know, there's, I guess, other ways to do it. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where you're going with that. Well, I mean, we, we've um, seen it in the uh, Occupy Wall Street. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Cause because I, that was a, that was a private park that they did it. And likely if there's a sizable amount of people who want to protest. Sure. Yeah. That, that's what we mean. Kind of, you know, I mean, even if it's a real small minority, there's probably someone who agrees with you. Mm hmm. There's places to go, you know, you can't, I mean, you can't violate someone's property. So in order to make a big scene and have a protest, you should probably not violate property. So need, needing a permit. So if all the roads are owned by one guy and he doesn't like a certain thing, uh, he's probably, even if he has the majority opinion, there's usually enough people who disagree who would want to get that message out and they'd find ways to get it out, whether it's going to the local business or, or whatever the case is and, and protesting there, or like you said, the occupy on a private park. Yeah. But what if, what if there's like a certain, I don't know, my, I'm trying to think of something that would be 
<laughs> people would protest about or or maybe they don't like the, uh, the practice the i don't have a like protest mind so when you were here, i'm like what are we protesting here why, why are we doing this let's say that people <laughs> don't like the uh the practices of, of 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 a major business there and like half the population uh, <clears throat> about half roughly half the popular sizable popular portion of the population is against that practice and maybe a smaller portion uh, approves of it and supports this company and just a bunch of people just don't not that they don't care but they're really not aware just, yeah, so whatever. you've got you've got this small minority of people that are in favor of this business and so they go out and they and they not do a protest but they do a little demonstration saying oh what you're hearing about this is bad and it's it's fake news and you know well, there's people like that i guess against like walmart Right, right. But what happens in this situation where, like, and let's say the company's actually doing something pretty bad. And so there's this group of people that, that they want to go out and protest and, and let people know um, the passersby in the town, in the city, uh, that, hey, don't give this company your business because, uh, you know, they're doing XYZ that, that a normal person wouldn't approve of. So, but... The uh, the guy who owns this contract with this uh, in the city, the, the private owner, is buddies with Has this business, and so he says, "No, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to let you do that." And I, but I'm going to let these other people do it. And it's clearly, uh, you know, again, quote unquote, unfair. Yeah, yeah. That he sure. does that. Right. I mean, we're talking about private property, so like uh, we. I think most people listening here can can understand that the private property owner gets to decide right what to do, but there's like there's double standards. And yeah, it's, I would also and it, and kinda it, Yeah, go ahead. A double standard isn't necessarily, you know, bad or wrong, but we can say it's unfair. It's like if you're watching a a, a sporting event and the league decides that uh certain teams are not gonna call uh, penalties on as much so i mean they're allowed to do that they can make that rule where they say that it's not fair yeah so that's kind of what i'm going good, going for yeah it doesn't make a good product either right um and i think that would kind of be the case with the roads too uh, in that it's not i don't i don't see or maybe you would disagree maybe not but i don't see one company just building roads and maintaining them or and then not maybe letting one, anyone on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what, that's what I mean. I mean, you're going to have businesses because businesses want customers and people want to be able to get out of their house and go to their friend's house. Um, so there's going to be a big buy-in to this. And yeah, I imagine companies would be really paying a lot for the roads because they want their customer. When I say a lot, I mean more than like your average person right? because they want people to come to their store and they want that to be open and roads make money by having traffic because we're charging whether, you know, it's by mile or subs uh, subscription or tolls even who knows, but they make money by having like any other business does by getting people in and out and as many of them as they can. And, and do it efficiently, you know? So I don't foresee it being a problem, but I guess it could be. Um, well, let's say that, and, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's really the main point is that, 
all right, even if someone just like doesn't like he, he owns a bunch of the roads but doesn't like certain people, so he's not going to let them through. I mean, it's, he's hurting his business, and there's another another business might come around and see this lost profit opportunity by that and offer him a payout and say, hey, we'll buy this road for me from this this big amount of money. And, and I think a lot of people would be like, yeah, I could put my hatred aside for these people and just cash out. Well, yeah. I mean, you're talking about a strong, like say, say you don't like anyone who's not white, you know, and what what is that percentage in the United States today? Do you know? Uh, oh, non-whites. Yeah. I don't um, know what it is. Is it 40%? I was going to say, like, I was going to, I was going to guess 30%. 30 so let's say it's 30 percent of the population you're excluding in in whatever given area and you're just not going to take them you're missing out on all that profit it would make sense to buy that from you you know right make an offer and you you know you're looking at their books and you're saying you're making a thousand dollars a day but you could be making thirteen hundred dollars a day and if i buy it i can make that much Um, i mean that's one thing right but let's just say that this guy just cares just is more so about his hatred so angry. Yeah. than about his uh than his product what happens in this city i mean you're not allowed to there's a good chunk of people that aren't allowed to do uh certain things whether it's you know selectively yeah, yeah. allowing protest permits or charging exorbitant fees for tolls or or whatever else well in that sense scenario right this guy is making his money somehow uh, he's charging someone for this uh, my guess is part of the people would be charging as the local businesses who want that those people to come through. Unless you're talking about just the most racist place in the world and nobody there likes anyone else, in which case I don't know why anyone else wants to go there. Um, but the roads customers are going to demand that they let more people in. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the answer to it is that it's it's a pretty crummy business policy i mean you could set up the uh the scenario the hypothetical that you want but at the end of the day most people aren't going to like something like that where it's like overly restrictive so there's really no difference you can look at the city like you could look at a business like you can look at an individual and say that those that don't run themselves very well or don't have an attractive product for their customer that People are going to go elsewhere. And and the other the other point in this scenario is you're saying that the person who owns the roads doesn't want to let certain people or certain ideas. It could happen, but how did this person make their money? Right. Right. So, you know, presumably they're in the road business. Um, yeah. Are they making so much money to the point they could buy out? If, if these roads are profitable – Someone's making money, running these roads, letting everyone in. And I guess this other person made a fortune somewhere and wants to buy them and keep out people he doesn't like. Um, it's it's really not likely that that would happen. Yeah. I mean, you could, like I said before, with setting this, these, uh, this hypothetical up, even if you do set it up and you ignore all of what you just mentioned about like, well, how did you even, how did this guy even get to this place of economic power in the first place? Even if you ignore all of that and just uh, like, uh, what's it called? We're uh, just create the situation out of thin air. Uh, 
Well, like, I mean, I know one way to do it. Well, there's still, yeah, well, yeah, we'll get to that. But, yeah. but there's still a way out. Even, even by using the free market and libertarianism, there's a, there's a much better way of getting out than using uh, the, the alternative means of not having a free market. Uh, you just go, I mean, people aren't, pro- I mean, we're not saying that this guy's like holding a gun to people's heads to say, uh, oh, you're not allowed to leave. People are, people are going to move out and it's not an instant thing. It's going to take a while. I mean, moving your home or moving your business or, or having to go I mean, to the no store somewhere else. No business would want to set up, like when you're setting up a business, you want to go where people are. Right. Um, generally, I mean, I guess there's some that can be isolated because they do online commerce or whatever, but um, you want people there. If you're looking and you're saying, well, this place excludes 30% of the population, even if you're, even if the business owner is some racist, you still want to make money. Right. So worst case scenario is that you're kind of, it's, it's not a great situation and you can't like instantly get out of it, but you can get out of it. And the guy making the bad policy is going to suffer in the long term, unless he feels the economic pressure enough that it overcomes his desire to just be the miserable jerk. Right. The other thing you could do with a road company that you can't like, let's just say it got real bad and this guy isn't letting anyone in who he doesn't like. And you're a business in this town and the, the original owner of the road was great, but he retired and sold it to this guy for nothing. And this guy's a real racist or, or whatever, anti whatever policy you, you want to protest. And he's not letting people in. Well, you can just stop paying him. And when you stop paying him, he no longer has money. <laughs> so he can't pay his security force. Uh, yeah. Because while he was collecting the money, he was running a business, maintaining the roads, paying his employees. And when he stops, he doesn't have the ability to print or um, maybe, you know, does, does his security force who's going to go after everyone in town who didn't pay? Are they going to do that knowing they're not going to get paid for it? Um, they don't have a Federal Reserve Bank behind them. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh... The more you peel it out and the, because people it, – it well, the funny thing is is that whenever you talk about uh, creating a libertarian world order <laughs> – that's a funny way of putting it <laughs> – uh, people always you know, start pulling the thread and, and they say, well, what about this? And what about this? And they talk about you know, security and everything and, and that's more like the gotcha or at least in their minds because they're like, man, private security would never work. But I mean here's the perfect example – of why it's the incentive structure is so much better in a private private society because right. they're going to be operating on certain margins they don't have room to be messing around with things yeah and if and if you're in charge even if you're in charge of the uh let's say that the, the road owner just owns all the security and provides all the security and no one else buys any even though they could i mean they could go purchase their own outside of that but um, let's say this guy has a security force uh, arresting everyone and making you know making their lives miserable. If, like you said, if they're not paying him, he can't pay a security force. So how long are they going to do that? Right. How long would you work if your employer said, "Sorry, I can't make payroll this week"? Yeah, because you're arresting all of my customers, which is what yeah. I told you to do. It's this, it's this cycle of like 
you could you can imagine this cycle happening and it immediately makes everything fall apart but what's the difference between that and the government so they can like well one they can just like force you to take your money but on top of that they can just print it so even if you aren't paying your taxes and everything, yeah, we're running a de- the, well. We the United States government is running a deficit right now. They don't need money to do things, right? Um, in in the short term, at least, uh, over time, if they keep doing that, and and eventually people will stop lending and whatever. But well, yeah, and I'm and and even even their uh, their police and security force that they're they're paying. If they're paying them with this money that keeps losing value, I mean, they're going to eventually be like, yo, wait a second. We're, uh, we're not really getting paid what we used to be getting paid. Mm-hmm. So it still falls apart. It just takes a little bit longer. But, um, you know, it, it's uh, it's uh, the, the what's it called? Man, I'm, I can't think of. This is the po- having a podcast is the worst thing for me for like just remembering words that I want to say. Uh, yeah, stuff you can put on the spot and you have to remember words. Yeah, I know. I remember tractor every week. Yeah, you've done a good job at that. Yes. You got it out nice and early today. I did. Um, oh, it's it's with the government with just saying that like, well, okay, well, we can imagine this uh, this situation where we've got this nasty. Uh, private owner of roads and infrastructure and stuff that he's not letting people he's being unfair and everything well we just have a government come and regulate it and that fixes the problem that's like such an instant gratification uh type of solution that you just it just stops all thought right well the other funny thing with these scenarios is we can point to real actual human like I'm I'm losing words, but, um, you know, travesties that actual governments have done within the last hundred years, within the last year, within the last week. We don't need hypotheticals to talk about how bad the government can be. Um, And worst case scenario, let's say that this happened, this scenario happened where one guy owns all the roads in a given town. Well, it still only affects one town. Like even it, and we just talked about why we don't think that would happen and why it's really not likely that it would ever happen. Most business owners want to make money. That's why they're in business. Um, well, it, but it still would only affect one town or one city, whereas a foreign policy of the United States affects everyone who lives in the United States as well as wherever they're attacking. Um, <laughs> you know, you can look at all the, the governments through the 20th century just doing horrible things. And that's what people are arguing for. We're saying we, we don't want to try to do it voluntarily. We want a government. <laughs> and if you point out all these things, they go, yeah, but not this one. Yeah. Well, it's just, know, we had Jim Crow. Why, why did Jim Crow laws exist? Yeah. I mean, why did they? Because the private market wasn't a, doing a good job of excluding of enforcing people. Them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they needed the government to come in to force these laws on people because private Actors want to make money and we're happy to serve black people. Uh, so then the government had to step in and stop it. Well, this, and if the government didn't need to do that, why would they create a law? Because it would already be happening. Yeah. And and the reason that we're not afraid of this scenario happening that was brought up in this tweet is the same reason that we're not really concerned about uh, discrimination and bigotry 
in with with we if we didn't have anti-discrimination laws because it creates a profit opportunity for your competitor exactly drives them out of business so if you know i don't want to if if i own a store and i say well i'm not gonna let black people shop here well if they need whatever i'm selling then you just i i just created this huge marketing opportunity for my competitor and these are usually framed and not like Oh, it's just like one or two people find find this, uh, or maybe the people being uh, discriminated against are the only people that have an issue with it. It's always something that like ninety nine point nine nine percent of people find wrong to do. So it's a situation where it's not only the people being discriminated unfairly discriminated against would go shop at my competitor; it would be everyone, just right. about. Right. Like I wouldn't. I mean, you. Uh- most people wouldn't shop there. Right. That I know. Most people don't want to be associated with anything that has to do with, you know, being racist, essentially. Yeah. So a lot of these scenarios, I mean, the, the problems solve themselves just because the way they're presented, it's like, all right, well, I'm going to, we have this private, this, uh, you know, private situation or this, this situation where everything's privately owned. And I'm going to, I'm going to suggest a situation that no one approves of that everyone's going to hate. So what happens? We're just going to keep paying these people while we hate what, what the product or service they're giving us. Right. It's kind of absurd. So when you look at it that way, it kind of, I don't know, makes things a little clearer. But again, it's it's that instant gratification of thinking that, well, we can just make a law. Yeah. And it also goes back to, um, you know, we, we mentioned John Talagato last week. And the way people are schooled is um, just kills thoughts. I know it's going to start becoming a joke that I relate everything back to schools. But kids are told what to think and believe it. <laughs> And that's how, and then adults are told what to think. And if you're told government is good, you believe it. There's no critical thought. There's no questioning. And uh, so if we can break that down, maybe people will start thinking a little harder. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something I've been noticing is that people can't um, or have a hard time taking a concept and applying it elsewhere. Right. You can talk. You You don't see it. Yeah. You can talk to someone about you know, whatever libertarian issue there is and, you know, they'll be right on board with you. Say, yeah, I I understand. I'd agree with you. And then they get, you know, three minutes later, they talk to someone else and they're presented with, you know, a little bit different of a situation, but with the same underlying principles and they just go back to the, to the normie kind of thought, thought process of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But they would still be able to, talk reasonably well based on what you had just talked about and in the previous situation. So it's this, yeah, it's not being able to think it's like, well, it's what we had uh, JW Weatherman on and he's got mathbot.com uh, with trying to teach kids how to actually solve problems and do math. I mean, in, he, as he says in school, you're taught how to fill out forms. Mm-hmm. You just taught procedures. And so you don't like, you're not thinking by doing that you're just you're just being a program that oh this you're getting fed this input and so this is the output you should have correct 
you're not like actually taking the information and looking at it, parsing it and, and making decisions off it. Uh, just kind of mindlessly going through life. And that's, yeah, that's an aggressive way of saying it, but. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's true. I think I was guilty of that for oh, a long yeah. time. Um, I think most people are, uh, if you just have conversations with people, you find that if you can get through schooling without thinking that way, you're really should be proud of yourself. I mean, it's not easy. Yeah. No. And I certainly was not like that. It took a, a long time for me to, to break out. It. Of, yeah. To unlearn everything, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it, it's not an easy process. Absolutely. So I don't know. Do you have anything else you wanted to say about yeah. this? Um, no, I mean, I think we covered it pretty well, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, do you have a free market story? I do. So, uh, I went fishing on Friday with a friend of mine, went down the shore, did some surf fishing for stripers or bluefish. Didn't catch either of them. Uh, but, uh, I was checking, you know, before you, when you're planning a trip, um, you want to like for fishing, you want to see what's going on. You want to see one, if they're catching anything or what they're catching, kind of maybe what the best baits are. There's a whole number of, a uh, whole number of, uh, uh, different, uh, variables, uh, when it comes to fishing. And so I went online and I looked up some fishing reports for the area and different people, you know, give them for free, whether they're bait shops or, or fishing boats or anyone else. There's these kind of aggregate sites where they collect this information from these from these various places and and these places give up this information for free i mean people like to go fishing they like to catch fish they they want to have a a better chance of catching fish they want any any information or or advantage they can get to have a better chance of of actually bringing something in uh so there's a it's valuable they could they could presumably charge for it but they don't um, a business gives away things for free. Yeah, they do. Hmm. Um, what but, law made them do that? Uh, I think it's the fishing law of uh, comes 12B, with the license. Yeah, seventeen A. Okay. Yeah, but but what it does by giving away this information for free is that it brings people down, especially if they're if they're able to. Uh, it brings people down as in <laughs> go down the shore. <laughs> Sorry, it's some some yeah, local lingo. Yeah, a great day, and then you go in there yeah. and see the fishing report, and you think, "Why did I even come out today?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but uh, but no, it 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 provides them a way to make sure that they're kind of optimizing their fishing, and and so that's better for people, and so well, especially is bait a competitive market down there. Um, like, yeah, I mean, there's a. One- multiple bait shops like yeah. you want to attract customers to your mm-hmm. shop if you have good reports right or just okay. even even if people don't realize or know that it's coming from your bait shop or from your boat you're still bringing like everyone's bringing people down right and so it 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 uh a rising tide raises all ships to uh kind of go with this uh yeah i was gonna say i thought you were gonna say like bring stripers to the no, cold water string brings stripers to the mm-hmm. to the shore, which we don't gotcha. quite have good enough yet. Uh, but uh, no, it, it's one of those things where they share information with just the intention that that everyone's it's going to help everybody out, whether or not they realize that or not. They just, but they all do it. 
And right. it's like that in a lot of industries, a lot of information sharing, giving out free yep. information to consumers, whether or not it directly benefits them or not. You, there's an expectation that uh, probably indirectly it's going to help you out in some way. Because if you never heard anything, never heard a fishing report, never heard that anyone's catching fish, why would, you know, I think you're yeah. less likely to go. Go do well, it and spend money down there. I haven't seen that report and I haven't gone fishing. Well, you're in a different market than I am. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, I did, the other thing is looking at the weather. I did look at that and know it was going to be crummy. <laughs> we went down anyway. And so that's. Was it bad down there? It was. It's extremely windy. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty rough around here. Yeah, we, the water was very rough. We had to use a lot of weight to hold bottom. Nice. But we caught junk fish. Cool. Throw them back. Yep. You, you yep. Use the fish's bait? Uh, not, not any of these. No. They're all like dogfish. Nice. And skates. So that's it. I already got my tractor thing in. So three times now. Yes. So with that, the show notes page for this episode is mcflugel.com slash 118. You'll be able to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, all the podcatchers. And if you've been having problems with Stitcher getting our episodes, I think I figured it out. We were not getting our episodes posted there for a while. Uh, I, I got in touch with someone from Stitcher, and he kind of helped me out. So I think I know what I, ha- I have to look for to uh to kind of catch it immediately if it doesn't get posted because they don't post they don't post right away different podcatchers take different amounts of time and uh it's kind of annoying to have to go through and and con- and check everyone but i think i found a decent way to to manage that so we should be all up to date on stitcher and and everything else normally goes fine uh, and also, uh, subscribe to the email, uh, newsletter. And if you subscribe at mcflugel.com to that, you will get a discount to libertymugs.com. And again, we've got a, a nice little announcement for Liberty Mugs coming up and then in the next couple of days. So be on the lookout for that uh, and go buy a mug over there, by the way, since they're awesome. Uh, oh, our friends podcast. So check out Dino Files. Uh, Mance Raider with Free Man Beyond the Wall, Peaceful Treason podcast, and Friends Against Government. Am I, am I forgetting anything? Peaceful? No, I don't think. Yeah, all right. Well. Well, if we missed you, it's okay. It's not personal. Yeah. But we probably do hate you. That's why we left you off. Yes. So, with that, we'll catch you next week. Peace.